This Chazar Azech Nish Bach Rezushag, we're from Yehuda Mesech, this Nazir Dav Chof Hey. Mishnah said, with an insertion of the Bach, Meis Vahayu Lohi Mois, Tumen Yipulun Nadava. This chattas money mixed in over here, so how can it be used for voluntary kabbonis? It says that the unspecified money designated for a nazir's kabbonis are to be used for voluntary oilus at the even though there may be chattas money mixed in. Rishlokish said, we learn from a pasuk that the leftover of a neder should be used for these voluntary oilus. Naziris is an example of this neder. According to Abiyechen, we can understand why the money can be used for this purpose only when the money was unspecified with regard to which carbon it would be used for, because that's what the Halachal Mashiach and I taught. It has to be in this specific case. However, according to Reish Lakish, who learns from the Pasuk, why, why doesn't he learn that even money that was specified should be used for this purpose? So Rafa said, that can't be said. Because we have a brisa of Rabbi Yishmael that teaches differently. The brisa learns from a pasuk that the offspring and tmura of oilois and shlomim should be brought to the base of Mikdash. One would think that they should be brought there to be to left to, to be left to die. The pasuk therefore says, which teaches that the offspring and tmura should be dealt with as the actual kabbonis themselves. We would think that the same should be for the offspring and tmura of echatas and asham. So the pasuk says rak, which teaches that it's only for an oil and a shlomim. Rabbi Akiva says we don't need this pasuk because another pasuk already says asham who, which teaches that only the original asham is offered on the mizbeach. Now, affecting about why would we think that the offspring of, uh, or tmura of the oila and the shlom are left to die? We have a lachamashim sinai that by a chatas they're left to die, but an oila and shlomim they're not left to die. So why would we think they should be? The Mara says because if not for the pasuk, we would say that the offspring or tmura of a chatas can be left to die means it can be left to die anywhere. But uh, the offspring of a tamur or an oila, or, or, or a of an oila or a shlamim, maybe they have to be brought, brought to the base of Migdash to be left to die over there. The Pasuk therefore teaches that they're not left to die at all. How could we think that the offspring and tmur of Echatas are not left to die? The Halakha Mashiach teaches that they have to be left to die, that we need a Pasuk of Rak to teach you that it is. And for the Gemara, the Pasuk teaches regarding an Oshem, and we don't need the Pasuk for, for Echatas. Uh, the Oshem is not included in the Halakha Mashiach, and that's why we need the Pasuk for an Oshem. For the Gemara, but this is different than the Halakha Mashiach, which says that for any if that for any of the reasons that Echatas would have, would have to be left to die, an Oshem in that situation would have to be left to pasture to get a mum and then be redeemed. But clearly, can't be offered on Mizbeach, so why would you need a Pasuk to teach us even regarding an Asham? And for tomorrow, the, the Enechanam, we don't need a Pasuk for that. The Pasuk rather teaches that if someone goes ahead and offers these on the Mizbeach anyway, he's over and assay. According to Rabbi Akiva, why is an additional Pasuk needed to teach that the Asham is not offered, since we already know this from the Halacha Meshim Messina stated above? Mara says, in truth, we learn it from the Halacha Meshim Messina. The Pasuk is really needed for the Halacha of Rav, who said that once the Asham has been relegated to grazing until it gets a mum, if it was then offered as an oila before it got a mum, it would be a valid oila, even though it should never have been offered in the first place. However, if it was offered as an oila before being relegated to grazing, at that point, it would not be a valid carbon oiler.